0: Welcome to the Happy Successful Massage Therapist. I'm Eric Geer, business coach, massage therapist, game designer, and your host. This podcast deals with a wide range of interests framed within the five mountains, physical, mental, financial, relational, and spiritual. This month will be focused on the financial mountain, which involves wealth, income, energy, source, and abundance. Enjoy. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Happy Successful Massage Therapist. I'm here with Maciek, my very good friend. He's a successful business owner, mentor, leader, educator, online and offline, and owner of several successful locations in Michigan. I brought him on because I wanted to talk this month about financial activities and all of that implies. So I'm sure we'll find plenty to talk about. We left it wide open for us to discuss all types of different financial situations that you'll come across. Situations of money, running your business, getting clients. Machek is a wealth of information on how to just be happy and successful in this business. And so I know that this is going to be an awesome episode.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Eric. Thank you so much for kind words. I'm very happy to be here, and I absolutely love the topic. Money is something that we should pay attention to, and I'm sure you and I, we're going to have a nice, juicy conversation about the money. A little bit about myself. I've been doing massage therapy for over 20 years, and coming from the background, my education actually is nutrition and hospitality management, a former dancer. Massage therapy became my main bread and butter because I started doing massages and then find out that I'm very, very good at it. And then the rest is the history. After 20 years, I ended up opening a few spas in America, one in South Africa. And now, in fact, I'm flying out to Mozambique where we purchased another lodge on the ocean and we are going to turn it into a place where we're going to be doing retreats. So that's within a nutshell. I am an author. I'm a mentor, teacher, educator, and very, very happy father of two. And I come from Poland.
0: So Maciek, I know we're going to be talking about money and finances. And I wanted to ask you right off the bat, I know I have a lot of money saving techniques. And I know from our past conversations love saving money, what are some of the best ones that you've found your top three money saving techniques for the massage industry?
1: You know, that's a really broad subject and I'm glad we talk about it because saving money is something not everybody is accustomed to. And then sooner or later, I hope for everybody is going to be sooner than later. You're going to be very serious about money and then watch your money pretty much. Um, One of the best techniques, obviously there's few, but I've read this book and I'm sure you did too, Profit First where it teaches you how to divide your money, the money that come into your business. Typically you see all the business owners, solopreneurs that just go as the day goes. You know what I mean? It's just, there's no really targets, There's no really savings. I have money in a bank that's good enough. And then many times there's like, oh my gosh, there's no money in a bank. How am I gonna pay for this, this and that? But only comes from the fact that we don't track the money and we don't look at it as profit first is very important. Like I did apply the technique from Profit First. And then let me tell you, Eric, almost immediately, my heart started being much slower because I was much calmer. I was in, in charge. I felt I'm like, you know, I have a control over my financials. And that was just the simple setting up few accounts in my bank and then whatever money was coming in i was just distributing this first was profit second was uh, account was taxes and those two are untouchable right and then i have account for different other things just to see you know where my spendings are For example, owners comp, and I pay myself for different other things that I do for my company, which are before I didn't. I put the money on the side for the team and then so on and so forth. And all of a sudden I see, oh, well, I have a spending money, let's thousand dollars and then let's do something for the team. But if we don't, we don't. So organizing money that way for me was just deal breaker. What do you say about that? Do you do that, Eric?
0: I do something similar. I've never, I guess, had an issue with the money separation with the business. Kind of done that naturally off the bat. But I do agree with the paying yourself first. That's often something that not a lot of massage therapists and not a lot of entrepreneurs understand with the business is that the purpose of the business is to change their life and make their life better. It's not to scrimp by and pay yourself last. There's a lot of people who do need to be paid. Of course, you need to pay for the cost of the services and the products that you use. You have to pay the government taxes, but there is something to be said for setting aside some money for you and to celebrate the wins and to have that safety cushion for later.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's the key really right there. Another thing I want to say is it's really good to have a budget, you know, like, that really professionally done budget for your company, for your business and for yourself privately too. That was another game changer for me. Other couple of things, it's just like, you know, funny things like not having my credit card on me, for example, you know? That's really dangerous when you know that you have that card and you're paying at the register and all of a sudden you have this $20,000 American Express coming your way. You know, it's only because it's so easy paying with a credit card. When you, for example, take out of your pocket $300, like a green Franklin's, and you want to pay, it's like, oh my God, that's lots of money. When it comes down to just swipe it, you're swiping and you're going because you're fast. No, 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 no. You don't even notice that. Have you ever experienced something like that, feeling like that in your making decisions?
0: Some, sometimes for me, I especially love credit cards. Not necessarily a bad way. I love kind of the game of credit cards. All my friends and family know to come to me for advice mm-hmm. on which cards to get, which ones to avoid. I love making it a game, like have a credit card I use for the gym, that gives me 5% cash back or one that I use for Amazon that gives me a certain amount or one they use for groceries. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that credit cards are useful as a tool. I know that some people are very against them. You know, they say that they can't control themselves with them. But what I've noticed is that the credit cards for the people that know how to use are a super valuable tool. It's the easiest way to get a loan for your business. For one, the points that you earn with it are non-taxable. your business so if your business spends thousand dollars a month on advertising and you get five percent cash back on that towards airplane miles or towards a flight or something that's free money for you and that money goes straight to you it's not owned by the business and it's non-taxable
1: I agree with that. I love it too for that reason. And you know, myself, I'm with you on that one. You know, I set up my automatic payments on the card so I don't have to actually hold it in my hand. I like the idea that you said that having a card for grocery and have a separate card for it That's awesome. And yeah, literally my company every month, I believe we have like $25,000 on the American Express. So that's quarter million a year, more than that. You know, So points from that. Absolutely. I love that idea. You know, whenever I'm outside and I just have an opportunity to pay out of my pocket, then I'm like, oh my gosh, if I have to do use cash, it's so much harder for me to spend. I'm like, ah, maybe not versus the card. It's so easy. Trust me so easy. Many times I was like, oh my gosh, we spent so much money and we didn't have to.
0: Yeah, it's a lot easier spending with the card. I know that for sure. I guess there's a couple things that help me with that. One is paying the credit card bill off more than once a month. I know Mm -hmm. for people who have a hard time or have an easy time using the credit card, paying it off and considering it as that money coming from your bank, like almost treating it like a debit card. When you make that big purchase, you go and pay off the credit card immediately as if that money just comes straight from your bank rather than being on credit. And another one would be waiting on a purchase. There's no purchase that needs to be bought that day, except if you're like me and you have to run out and buy sheets for your therapist to work the next day. You can wait on purchases. And there's honestly a uh, an element from Marie Kondo that I really like where it's it's that joy that the item brings you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we experience that joy when buying something. We're like, oh, like this item's bringing me joy. But really, that's more of the action of purchasing where we're feeling that joy. And we can get that same amount of joy from buying like a $1 item as buying a $300 item. So, so if you want to look for a way to save money.
1: <laughs> so you're saying it's better to just go for the quick run to the dollar store versus to the minimum markets, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If shopping therapy is yeah, your thing and, and you love want it. to feel that little feeling of joy buying something, go and buy a little something from the dollar store.
1: <laughs> I have to share with you a long time ago, about a long time ago, like 15 years ago, I had this method that I was going for shopping. I was buying stuff and I didn't go to the changing room to put them on, but I was buying bags. I was going home and I was supposedly to put them on at home. And then my girlfriend at the time, she literally next day took all the bags, drive it back to the store and return it. And then quite honestly, Eric, most of the time I didn't even know. I didn't even notice. Oh my gosh, we were laughing so many times because it was that what you say saying, the rush of buying. I love buying stuff. It's so amazing. It's just the consequences later are tough. And I think you just gave me a great idea to see how can I help with your laundry situation, brother.
0: <laughs> All right. So-
1: you know, how that laundry situation in a business mm-hmm. from the perspective of the business owner, I think is the one of the number one issues in the business behind the scenes, because you are going to find those therapists that they are going to say, hey, no problem. I'm going to do my laundry after my clients. And you find those like, hey, I don't want to do it or I'm not getting paid for it or it's not my job description, even though it is. And there, you know, it doesn't matter who's right, who's wrong. Is it in the job description or is not? The problem is that it's a problem. You know, So you're always going to hear somebody complaining about it and you want to avoid it in the business at all costs. So what do you do? You find a solution, how to take care of it. And then I'm saying that because I've experienced that. I still am battling with this. And then as of this year, I've made my clear decision. I did slowly but surely went from two bundles of sheets from the company that they absolutely bring you those sheets, super iron, they're amazing. And then from the two bundles, I went to the half of the stash. And then I went to right now, we are going to, starting with the, the January, we are going to use only the company for the sheets. And then uh, we're not gonna be doing this, you know, washing sheets on the premises, just the towels. Do I know this is an expense? Absolutely. The way it is improving my team morale and then freeing up the massage therapist's hands, for example, I rather have them to write the thank you note within that time. You know what I mean? I rather for them to look into schedule or make a couple of phone calls to clients to follow up, to just check in with the clients, to do what's really bringing success and money to the business. That's also somebody's gonna, it's gonna say, hey, but it costs lots of money. Well, it's really relative. If does it cost the money? Because if you're gonna mm-hmm. compare that five, ten minutes, and you're gonna convert it in those calls and whatever, I guarantee you, look into how much more money brings those minutes spent on the marketing. It's really huge it just seems like it because right at this moment when there maybe there is tight budget or what whatnot what but if you get a conversation a solid conversation with your team members and say hey guys you know, let's get rid of this laundry situation. Let's let's focus on the right things, you know? And then what can we do to get that $2 every massage? That's the cost of the laundry. $2 each massage. So maybe there is a settings in a company where you just go, okay, let's go and do half and half. The studio is going to cover $1. You're going to cover $1. Or we're going to say, you know, every single massage you do one upgrade and some of this money will cover this cost of the sheet. So there got to be some sort of solution and agreement, you know? And I guarantee you, you talk to people money and then they will like, hey, okay, let's do it. But there's many ways to do it. But the bottom line is cannot afford actually doing laundry.
0: Our laundry situation is a bit different. We don't have the laundry on the premises or at least the laundry washing facilities. Mm-hmm. What I've done since I ran my own practice, just solo practitioners, I've traded someone to do the laundry, which mm-hmm. turned out really well for me. So I would trade them and give them you know, free massages in exchange for them doing the laundry. So that's what we have set up currently is someone coming in, doing the laundry, and in exchange, you give them free massages. So it's been really cost effective. The only issue now is that we're scaling up. And what I want to talk about a little bit is the breaking point for scaling up. Because at Mm -hmm. some point, it doesn't make sense to do it the way I'm doing it. Because having an individual doing the laundry, they're not going to be able to handle all the laundry. You You wouldn't be able to have one person handle all the laundry that you're sending them or bring it back. So...
1: Do me a favor calculate how much money did you trade how much money did you cost you really and then it's easy just divided by how many sheets she washes for you calculate that per money that you actually gave her in trade but not how much it costs let's say 30 percent if you're paying somebody just a hundred percent and then you'll see how much it cost per sheet yeah. one sheet is costing you one dollar about uh, roughly with the companies so it's a two dollar per per treatment. That's a really, really low or a low percentage when you think about uh, the overall so overall cost. Calculate it for yourself, just to see, maybe, you know, for fun of it.
0: So if we use two towels, two sheets, and like a pillowcase or headrest thing, you're sent a dollar for each of those. So No, so
1: you're going to pay for sheets. I do get the flat sheets from them. So I get two flat sheets on the table and then towels, I do it in my facility. So Mm. it's just easy really for towels only. My team does it within the minutes. And then the most important thing is sheets because you need to wash them, you could dry them and you need to fold them. That's a lot of work. Like I said, when you think about it, all that time, let's say on average, it's a one hour a day per person. So one hour is $150 massage with my facility. That's a lot. Let me tell you, it's $150, the revenue, and then they do five clients. So that's 10 sheets. That's going to be costing me $10 to pay for all the day of the sheets versus booking that person, for example, with another massage for $150. You see how this works?
0: Yeah, yeah, I see.
1: So I've learned it one way. When I moved to America, I've learned that the American system is completely different than European. For example, in Europe, We harvest, we pickle, pickle jars, this and that. So in the winter, we don't have to pay for it. We just save money that way. Here, on the other hand, I'm going to work for a little bit longer in order to be able to pay for that dry cleaning, to pay for that extra things that I don't have to do. And that's the system. Even if therapists will take the laundry home, guess what? You're going to spend that hour at home. Do you want to spend that hour at home? or you want to pay $10 and then do one extra massage and still have more money in your pocket. You see?
0: I'll do the math, but the reason it made sense so far is that Uh originally my cost to do a massage was nothing. I had an extra client. So I was getting the laundry service done for free, basically. I know you can count in my costs and everything, but doing an extra massage for me, it wasn't really that much. So now I have my therapist doing the massages, which yes, I have to pay them, but Uh the cost of me paying them is far less than if I paid, because I'm getting it at cost, right? And the full value of the massage is what the laundry person is considering their pay.
1: But maybe you find out that you want that lady full time in your facility, and then she's going to clean also in the same time on top of doing laundry.
0: I've even considered getting two people at the same trade. Like right now, I'm at the point where maybe two people make sense.
1: Yeah, well... You need to calculate it, really, because, you know, risk of somebody quitting and then it's a hassle and versus the company that is established. And you have every Tuesday, you have bundles bringing in, they take laundry out. You don't have to worry about anything.
0: There is a startup I know in town. It's kind of like Uber or like Airbnb, I guess, where, you know, it's kind of that gig economy. You can pay and somebody will take it. It's like a dollar per pound, which I don't know how much sheets weigh, but it's definitely more than a dollar per pound. I mean, it's more than one sheet.
1: Yeah you know what to be honest with you whenever you look at the pricing eric it's just usually the way it works it's like everything is the same it's it's just shown different way so i bet you it's very similar those companies that they do the medical grade like i do they are very good and they're very competitive the world out there right now everybody's watching the pennies and how to how much to charge clients and then very very competitive again just look at the percentage and two dollars per massage it's not that big of the deal if you say Saving at least five, 10 minutes, you know what I mean? Per each massage, because that's what it boils down to. Even if you do bulk, bulk, bulk washing. And I've done it for 12 years. And then if I who really love saving money and if I'm coming to understanding that it's not worth it for me to bottle and then just have this being done and over with and no stress. Trust me, it's worth it.
0: Okay, I trust you. So what are the quality of the sheets that you're getting from them? Are they Oh,
1: they're white, flat, medical grade, super iron so they look very crisp. They look very professional. Okay. It's not wrinkly thing or whatever. No, it's just like you wash your sheets and you iron them and they're like absolutely crispy, crispy ironed.
0: Crispy cream? Yeah, crispy <laughs> cream <laughs>
1: uh. Okay, so let's talk about, you know, where to spend money in your business. Mm-hmm. Spending money in a business, oh my goodness, is such a raw topic? But I want to say, like, you know, the times we are in right now, For instance, if you were spending money for marketing outside of the spa and you you were hiring a few agents, we just resorted now for time being to do just in spa market. So that's kind of like saving money then spending on the business, you know what I mean? Reversing that thing. Definitely, I think uh, money spent, for example, on the tools like automation, that are very, very, very good uh, money spent on the business.
0: And I uh, think any money spent that can save time is the most valuable. Like for me, that's where I look in my business, is Where can I spend money here and save time? We talked about the laundry a little bit, but like a booking system is really important or the front desk people. I know you have people that answer your phones probably at the spa, but for people who work on their own, like I used to be a solopreneur. Now I'm kind of a multi-therapist practice. I don't have time to sit on there on the phone. I don't have time to answer the calls. And, you know, I don't want one of my people to do it because they could be off doing massages instead. So I hire a service of people, a call center. And it's not like a call center, like international call center or anything. It's a local call center that handles all the calls for a reasonable amount every month. And it works out perfectly because they start at 8 a.m. and they keep answering the phones till 9 (laughs) p.m. And those are times that I don't want to be up, you
1: know, Uh answering the phones so how do they know
0: your menu i've trained them you know it's run by one guy and he has maybe 20 different ladies who work for him and probably about six or seven of those are assigned to my account and i have the script and everything that i've trained them in and we've been working together for months now and they are familiar with my services they're familiar with booking system i've created them their own login that they can all access everything oh that's great so another way to outsource that and at first, I didn't think it was worth the cost, but now it's like, oh, I would never want to switch back just because it's so, so easy.
1: Absolutely, plus you don't miss a business. Like I give you an example, actually just a live example right now. This 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 morning, I had to cover my front desk for a couple hours because my manager is really working long, long hours. I wanted to give her a little break. So I went to the spa and let me tell you, if she wasn't there, I mean, I was in there, we could have lost or missed on about $2,500 revenue. I picked up one, one phone call. There is a gentleman calling for the old father for his girlfriend. $900 ticket. He literally could call somebody else afterwards if I didn't pick it up because that's what he mm-hmm. was doing. He was shopping. And then another lady was calling just to ask for the package for herself for half a day. That's for $500. And then she was shopping too. So I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, do I want to miss on these businesses? Absolutely. Can I afford it? No, not this time. You cannot afford it ever. But I agree with you, I mean, just having somebody pick up every single call and on the fashion, like right away, that's a custom service.
0: Yeah. And people appreciate it too, because I mean, we're very human focused business. Like that's why people are coming to get receive human touch from us. So being able to reach a human immediately when you call a business Mm -hmm. is fantastic.
1: It is. It is. On the other hand, I tell you, like you know, saving money. We're talking about money. Saving money for you. It's just like training your clients to use automatic systems is also very good because you're unloading that front house, right? Teaching them how to use your software, how to go on the website, and then you know, use the yep. app to book it because. Quite honestly, people will still be calling and such, but if you teach them that this is the way to do it, or this is the way that you would love for him to do it because missed the call, it's really huge. And then I tell you, we implemented in our business. Oh my gosh, 30%. There is 30% difference.
0: I really push all the clients. Like I, I never say, call this to book. You know, I'm always book online, book online. It's so much easier. You can see the availability. And people don't usually call twice, you know. And the therapists are trained to have everybody book online, so probably could push it a little bit more. But I think that everyone, at least after the first time of coming in, they know to book online, especially since with our email marketing, it's direct to their inbox.
1: And that brings me also to where do I spend my money in a business? I spend it in a training. Training is absolutely amazing. You spend some some money uh, on the training your team, and that will. Well, just absolutely take your business to the next level. Because what I was thinking, like when you're training your clients to book online, first thing actually you do is just trying to rebook them right away, right? Take them after the massage, and then if they don't, then let them know that they can book on online. And then if they don't do it, then they call in. That comes from the training your team. Because let me tell you, most of the therapists, they don't remember doing that constant training on those little things that they can happen in the business while they're there, it makes huge difference in the overall revenue. You know, I love my seven steps formula for the client uh, retention and client service at the the spa. And let me tell you, if I wasn't doing this training constantly on those seven steps, I don't think we would be there. At this point, I think we are a million dollar revenue company. I truly believe 30% out of it is because of the following seven steps and being consistent and persistent so investing your money in your business in the training it's uh, it's
0: huge i agree and training them from the ground up like all my therapists are fresh out of school
1: mm-hmm. when
0: i get them to train them so they don't have any bad habits but they don't have all the good habits yet either yeah yeah sure true, true, true. as far as like other ones for spending money i would say on tools making sure that have the proper tools and everything like i want each room to kind of be the same mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that you want it as well like you want all your rooms, you know, if you have multiple rooms to be set up so someone can come in and find everything that they need. Or you know if you're working for yourself, whoever's listening, have everything set up that you can find it when you need it. and have everything that you use eighty percent of the time out where it's accessible. Like if you don't use gua sha or cupping that much, tuck it away in the back and put the massage guns up front if that's something you use. So keeping the tools accessible, And keeping them in good shape and buying quality tools is really important. It also saves money having a system set up. Anything that you can do to save time or mental activity is another Mm -hmm. thing. Like having a subscription or like a monthly thing for anything as far as like paper cups. Like let's say you use paper cups for your business. Not having to go out and find those every single time or get a different brand. You know, every time that you have to price shop for things, it's... It's taking away time that you could have already spent yes. on yeah. other things. Yeah. So spend the time to set up the system for you buying it, whether it's sanitizing wipes or cups or anything toilet disposable.
1: Paper. Yeah, toilet paper, everything that you're using constantly and you need them all the time. Inventory is another thing, Eric. Keeping an inventory. You know, not everybody does inventory. For instance, you know, you use towels in your, at your work, right? And then let's say one towel is ripped. And then typically what happens is you just throw the towel to the garbage and you don't make a note of it. But it's really important. I find it like having a bigger business. What's very important is to measure because then you can manage, Right it's impossible to manage without measurements. So be very careful about every single thing. Every single thing matters really those little details. For example, I'll give you another example, like think about uh, products that we recommend for clients to take home let's say biofreeze, right you know typically therapists are really uh, not good at selling because they think it's a sale which really it's a recommending your professional obligation is to recommend for the clients your you know products that they can use or tools that they can use at home to help themselves with the results from the massage and your expert recommendation for the tools and, and products
0: Yeah, it's all the little pieces that add up to the bigger picture. Like a lot of people think, let's say for the credit cards, for example, you know, they're saying, oh, this is only 2% cash back. You know, they've been using their debit card for forever. You know, what is 2%? Who cares what 2% is? But if you're making those purchases regularly, if you're selling off a product regularly, that adds up. Thinking about it, it compounds also. The more that you sell you know, the more people like it. Like what if somebody comes back and buys two of them next time? Absolutely,
1: or... absolutely. Well, let me tell you, you say 2%. Mathematic is very easy. Think about it. My company, every single year, we pay like $30,000 just for the processing fee. That's really, <laughs> that's insane. $30,000 for the credit card fees. So if we can avoid it, wouldn't we? Yes, we doing everything to avoid that, but you know, nowadays it's impossible. Everybody uses credit card. Although, let me tell you, harder to track. But the Venmo and all these gadgets are very handy right now. We just, right now we're trying to figure out how we can ask client, oh Ven Venmo, you know what I mean? And how yeah. to keep our software. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of tough in my situation because we have about thousand transactions a month, or more than thousand transactions a month. God bless for somebody to calculate. I would have to. Probably hire somebody else to just for the Venmo account, <laughs>
0: you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> but um, but it's an option because again you're looking at the numbers and it's all about numbers. How much money you can save, you know, by investing or something, you know. Yeah. But that gets me to talk about mindset. Now, how much of the mindset has to do in this whole thing? Because if you have your therapist, for example, with a, with a proper mindset about the business and why they're there, what they do, why they're doing this, and then how important is the training, how important is the saving, how important being on time and this, all that. That itself saves so much money and trouble, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That Mindset's mindset. everything.
0: And I think especially people's mindset about money, what they don't realize is that money, because people get so focused on money. The world is very capitalistic and very focused on money and people think that money is the end goal, it's not. When Matrik and I are describing money and when we're talking about money, it's a tool Mm. to be used to achieve your dreams. This is one of the metaphors I love, is it is the gas on the road trip, it's not the destination. The purpose of going on a road trip isn't to stop at every gas station, or to go to a particular gas stations, like no, the gas, the money is just the fuel to get you to where you want to go. Another great metaphor that I like to tell my coaching clients is that the money is like the blood in the human body. The purpose of the human body is not to make blood, you know, but try living without it. it wouldn't right. work very well. Like having that. that mindset about your finances, we're understanding that money is an important part of the picture, but an important part of your business. It's a lifeblood, but it's not the end goal for your business.
1: It's a tool. You have your mindset about it, that this is a tool that will take you from here to there, or take you this to get that. But the minute you think about it a different way, <laughs> typically we get lost. Look at the people that they win the lotteries. It's proven that most of these people go bankrupt with all this money they win, right? It's just like, you got to understand that this is just a tool. And then let me tell you, I opened the business. I invest in my business. It's just, yes, one thing is just, we always want to thrive financially, but to just have money or to just be secure more. For me, security, because of that money, my security is more important than anything. My people who are working with me, that having bread on the table, more than anything. You know, how many months I went for no profit. And more than that, putting out of my pocket to the business, just so we float. So everybody else on, uh, on the team, they have actually paychecks. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we're successful. We don't put the money at the podium and then first. It just helps us to go for there.
0: Yeah, I always say don't chase the money. Just be a money magnet. Yeah, I think that you're 100% on with that. As far as people getting so focused on the money and, and then that's when you start pinching pennies. That's when you start doing other things or if you don't respect money, like I feel like with the lottery winners, because they're not used to having money. This is what I tell people is this is the difference between a poor money mindset and a rich money mindset is when you're not used to having money, you treat money like it's not used to being there with you. Mm-hmm. And you spend it and you spend it everywhere because you're like, oh, this money is temporary. It's fleeting, it doesn't stick around. It will leave anyway, so I might as well make it leave how right. I want it. And a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point, you know, all the money is gonna be gone because you're spending it all. Yes,
1: 100%. Eric, I wanted to touch on something else here. You asked me before about investing in yourself and how does it pay off? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it for a minute, and then I'd like to give uh, whoever is listening to you uh, one, one advice. Many students that I had, I came across that lots of people, they're just looking for something that doesn't exist, or they just always like buying those courses, going for the teachers, this and that, and they simply study something and then drop it. And then don't implement. So investing in yourself to me is like, you know, if you go for a course, for example, let's say Eric Dalton courses, and then you want to learn his style and apply it to your business. That makes sense. But if you're going to just learn and just know it, it doesn't. Does it make Mm -hmm. sense where I'm going with this? Because many, many therapists I see is just constantly looking for something new, something better, but uh, just to buy a course, just to go somewhere, without thinking of how does it gonna benefit me in a ROI way. You know what I mean? How is gonna be my return on investment? Because what happens is like you know you spend so much money on like different courses. And then you're depleting your bank, and then there's like, oh my gosh, I don't have the money. Yeah, (laughs) but why did you go for this course that you don't even do a pregnancy massage, for example? You know (laughs) what I mean? Very often I see that. That's important for people to understand. Just whenever you go for something to learn and you spend tons of money because it costs lots of money, just think twice. Do you really need it? Or is it enough if I go on YouTube and watch the video about pregnancy and massage and then satisfy my ego or something?
0: Great point to bring up. I tell the Massage Success Club, the coaching group I run, and I told them that when you're buying something that you invest in yourself like that, it's like buying seeds. You know, you wouldn't buy seeds and plant them during the wrong season Mm -hmm. so think about what what season you're in and plant the seeds that are going to do the best for that season so if you're in the season of growth and scaling your business and learning how to train and be a leader then invest in those courses you wouldn't go and invest in a course on how to sell on the phone if that's not going to be what your main focus is right then focus on what season you're in and buy the seeds that are appropriate for that harvest.
1: And you know, Eric, I have a feeling that many of us out there, many, whoever's listening and such, that the new therapists or maybe therapists that have been in the business for a long time, it's really hard to make a decision, Eric, to be honest with you, especially if you're new, right? Or if you're a seasoned therapist, but you're kind of stuck and then you confuse what to do next and whatnot. I want to say another best way of investing in yourself and in your business is to hire a coach and mentor because let me tell you if i have somebody like eric and i can just pick up the phone say hey eric send a text message eric i'd like to have a 15 minutes coaching session with you or half hour i have a couple questions to run by you let me tell you this is such a powerful powerful gig to have that comfort where somebody based on like let's say 10 20 30 years of experience can tell you the great answer within a second instantly That's the time saver. That's the money saver right there.
0: Yeah, because you're adding all those years of experience onto your own. Like even if you're a new therapist, having a coach or mentor that's been working for, you know, 10 or 12 years like myself or for 20 years like Machek, it's invaluable having that guide that can take you up and avoid all the dangers and take you on the shortcuts and help you get to where you want to go faster. Yeah,
1: and then just like you were saying about spending, wasting rather, unnecessarily the time on looking for the Schmiel's deals. You know, it's this very similar analogy where you can call Eric and then and, and say, hey, uh, I have a question. And Eric has the answer instead of spending hours of, you know, researching. So, yeah, I think we
0: did good today, Eric. Yeah, we did. We have a fun game to play here at the okay. end. Hey, talk to me about so- it. Okay, so this is a game that I created. I love designing card games as well. And it's called Happy Hour. It's available on our website, games.com. It's also available on Amazon Prime. And I made it up last year during the pandemic while we were on lockdown and has some funny actions and stuff, which we won't be doing, but has some interesting questions that I think are hilarious to have on a podcast like this. And for those of you who are listening, we actually don't have any ads on these podcasts yet. So if you want to help support this podcast, you can buy one of the games and then you get some value investing in the game and you get some value investing in podcasts so we can keep on going. Oh,
1: that's awesome.
0: Okay. So here is one of the first questions that we have. If you were at Heaven's Gate and St. Peter asks you why he should let you in, what would you say?
1: Because I deserve it.
0: Because I deserve it. Why do you deserve it?
1: Oh, he said, why do I deserve it? Oh my God, then we're going to get into this rabbit hole like, because I, <laughs> I'm a good Christian. I am getting up in the morning. I am, the, I am, I am, I am, I am. I think, you know what? That's a good example. I tell you my spiritual journey, I'm 46 right now. God been always in my mind, my heart, my body. And then he's getting stronger and stronger as I grow. I truly believe there will be no problem for me to get into the heavens because I deserve it. I truly believe I deserve it. My day full of working on myself or helping others. My intentions are always pure, and then that's uh, that's who I am. I don't know. Am I supposed to do this make it fun or serious?
0: <laughs> game uh, both. Like that's what's interesting um, about this game is it it wraps around the person. It's whatever uh, you want to. Maybe take
1: it. give me another question, and I'll try to make it fun.
0: What's the worst nickname you've ever had?
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> peach (laughs) peach now i would be happy because i would recognize it as a nice fuzzy delicate skin but Mm -hmm. when i was that nice fuzzy delicate skin when i was 14 and then teenager and i was growing up and then you know all the girls and such and and i wanted, wanted to be rather called macho then Peach, right? <laughs> so somebody <laughs> called me Peach because I was this pretty boy with the long hair and blue eyes. And somebody <laughs> called me Peachy, exactly Peachy, not Peach, Peachy. Like, oh my God, I was so upset. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. That's hilarious. Here's the last question Tell uh-huh. everyone something that nobody knows about you.
1: I think I mentioned today, most of the time, people don't know that I'm a former dancer.
0: People know that you introduced yourself. Today I did,
1: I introduced myself because
0: I always try to,
1: because I find it that, that people find it really interesting that somebody being a dancer, it's not the usual thing. Professional mm-hmm. dancer. I danced Polish folk dance, which is absolutely out of this world. And then people go like, wow, that's crazy. No, I wasn't dancing on the pole. I was a Polish folk dancer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll have to look it up. I'm imagining something similar to Russian
1: Uh Kind of. Very vigorous and then physical on the stage. You usually dance with a partner, but in a group, settings of like 16 or more pairs. So it's a really, really fun, 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 fun group. In fact, you know, I don't know if you knew, but I came to America because of that reason. Because I was teaching on a college level. It was art class of one credit at my college where they invited me to teach that.
0: I remember you saying that. Mm-hmm. And the, the mastermind we had for yes. the massage success club mm-hmm. okay i like it that's a yes. good question mm-hmm.
1: thank you so much those are those are fun eric did you come up with those cards
0: uh, a lot of them oh yes. Yeah.
1: oh goodness that's amazing congratulations
0: yeah oh, yeah it's fine. a really fun game.
1: yeah
0: all right well it's been great talking with you machik this has been a lot yeah. of fun And I'm sure when the episode comes out, everyone's going to love it.
1: Okay, wonderful. It would have been a pleasure being here always with you, Eric. And again, congratulations to you to being on your path of helping others. I admire you a lot for being um, that healer that wants to share and help. Because again, I'm going to be probably repeating myself like world now more than ever needs people like you to spread that love, willing to help and being at service. So thank you again for that.
0: Thanks. I appreciate that. Thank yes. you, Machek, for right. being so supportive. Of okay,
1: us. we'll be in touch. All right. Everybody right
0: you have been listening to the Happy Successful Massage Therapist podcast with Eric Geer. If you would like to join our free group, you can find us on Facebook at the Happy Successful Massage Therapist. If you would like to reach out for one-on-one coaching or to join our Massage Success Club, you can find us at thegear.biz or massagesuccess.club, where you can fill out an application. As always, see you on the flip side.